Well, right there in front of the dean, he said, this man right here, uh, this man's a chihuahua and a good chihuahua. He never stopped. I told him, you know, maybe that, you know, I, and he always found a way to get a hold of me. And then we became, and he's a good, he's DePaul. And then he whipped out his check and wrote a $100,000 check in front of both of us. Welcome back to One Visit Away with your host, Kevin Fitzpatrick. This show focuses on true stories of philanthropy in order to understand what it takes to succeed in major gift fundraising. Listen to these stories and you'll realize you're just one visit away from a transformational experience for your benefactors and your organization. Hey everybody, welcome back to One Visit Away. We've got a great episode this week where we speak with Sam Provenzano, the founder of Next Gen Fundraisers. Now, this is a good episode for anybody who just loves listening to these stories on One Visit Away, but especially if you're someone who has lost their job due to the pandemic or uh, maybe you lost your job before that and you've still been looking throughout the pandemic, uh, this is a great episode for you because Sam uh, lost his job several months before the pandemic and then just really started uh, blowing up on LinkedIn providing a lot of value and uh, he was able to make tons thousands of new connections connect with a bunch of people have many great conversations uh, that got him several job interviews and has led to his uh, the creation of his new business next gen fundraiser so what sam does right now is he helps people get seen and heard on linkedin and he does a phenomenal job with that so if you are looking for a job Look up Sam Provenzano on LinkedIn. Get connected with him. He's always posting tons of really helpful stuff. And if you need some more help, uh, get in touch with him and he will help you out. I hope you enjoy this great conversation with Sam Provenzano. Also, guys, I really need your help with something. If you've been here listening to these episodes, you know, I think we're, this might be episode number 25. Uh, We've had over 3,000 downloads, tons of people from all over the world really are reaching out to me, telling me they're loving this show. They're sharing it with their team. If that's you, if you're getting a lot of value, please right now go to Apple podcasts and leave a rating and review. The more ratings and reviews we get on the show, the more people are going to see this when they're looking for podcasts about fundraising. So if you go do that right now, I would really appreciate it. It'll help the show grow a lot and get this great, these great stories into more people's ears. So thanks so much, and I hope you enjoy the show. Well, welcome to One Visit Away, Sam. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. I am so humbled to be here. I've been a big fan. Yeah, so everybody, uh, if you don't know who Sam Provenzano is, then you have not been on LinkedIn in the past four months. Sam is, uh, I came across him on LinkedIn maybe two or three months ago, and he is in terms of fundraising professionals, Sam has got to be the the biggest skyrocketing all over the place. You see him everywhere. And and I'll I'll let Sam talk in a second, but just one of the one of the things I love about Sam without knowing him too well, we're getting to know each other now, is that he lost his job uh uh just before the beginning of the year. And, you know, a lot of people lose their job and it might just be Oh, woe is me. Uh, it's a tough world out there. Maybe one day something will come along. And Sam is doing literally everything possible to get out there, make connections, find his next opportunity. And that's even led to 
a new business. And so that's the intro on Sam. And uh, yeah, thanks for being here. <laughs> wow. That is probably one of the coolest intros and one of the most humbling intros. And it's true. It's really, as we were just talking off offline, you know, I, we're, I'm still figuring this out. But yes, Next Gen Fundraisers is not only a, a LinkedIn group of more than 415 people, three weeks old, not even. It's also a business now where philanthropic superheroes can meet other philanthropic superheroes. Those are fundraisers, right? Or anyone in development. And we can leave the villains behind in Gotham City. And that's really what it's all about. There's going to be services and products that will talk about that. But it's one thing at a time, you know, for right now, it's getting seen with Sammy P. But, you know, that's not even about this podcast, but that's so much momentum. Uh, and I'm humbled by it. And I just am trying to seize a small window. I've seen windows before with a company of my own that I started that I had to s- shut down. So this is a, this is now my second time going or going around the entrepreneurial train. And this time I have a coach. And this time I have people like you, like Jim Langley, like 415 superheroes and growing every minute, literally. Uh, we are we are creating Kevin a philanthropic superhero universe, um, and it's not just my world; it's our world, um, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So thank you for doing that. Uh, you, you've had a a nice career in major gifts, Sam. Could you could you start off with maybe just one of your one of your favorite visits that mm. you, that you've had? Yes, 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 yes. So one of my favorite visits, and I'm closing my eyes because I want to make sure I get it right. Uh, So this guy, his name is Greg. Well, and that's his name. Um, Greg and I met when I was at DePaul University, uh, and he was a a consistent prospect. He was a donor on paper. That's all I knew. I did my research and set up a meeting. Um, And we can talk about how do you really set up a meeting, and that's another thing. So so we ended up uh, connecting, and, and and the first thing he told me was how important his family was to him. And we met at an Applebee's and I saw the, what he had done. We talked about his career and I said, but he said to me, Sam, I'm not ready right now, but you know, and if you want to be one of those people that, you know, he's, he's been around the game. He's very philanthropic. And he told me, you know, it's going to be about a year. And if you can hang out with me, great. If not great. And just like any other fundraiser, I went back in, I did my notes and I had, but, but this, but my spider senses were on immediately. I knew his family was important to him. I knew I just had to keep him engaged during this year. And what does that mean? You hear engagement, you hear cultivation. Engagement and cultivation for Sam Provenzano was making sure I saw him whenever I was in Arizona and I live in Chicago, making sure that I was calling him to check in on his business deal that he told me he was working on that was going to be really influential on his future because we talked about those things. He asked me about my family because, again, he got to know Sam Provenzano, the major gift officer, and I got to know um, Greg, not just a prospect, but um, turned into a mentor and someone like that. But eventually, you know, we took about a year of really getting to know one another and there was no transactional. I was always mentioning philanthropy, though, when we would meet and impact and updates about what's going on. Um, But it, it felt more like a, a partnership. A philanthro- I, I really found a philanthropic bridge. And that bridge is, um, you know, his daughter was going to be going into law school. He went to law school at DePaul. 
And so let's fast forward a little bit. And finally, I got the father and the daughter. We're going to take a tour of the law school together. By this time, we're doing hugs. I know the daughter. I've seen them, right? And we can talk about that. But that's really about it's so much easier, you know, to go through something like this. And and we, we there is a solicitation on our minds. Now, I'm not going to lie and say that it was all ready to go and something like that. I'm not going to do that. I don't have to do that, right? This is not a job interview, <laughs> you know? And that's sometimes you can't, I can't say these things. But he, we're hugging everything. And then basically, um, I was able to sit Greg and the dean together in the room. We all kind of had some breakfast. I took the daughter downstairs and kind of talked to her. They had their own discussions. Um, we then took a tour, all of us together. And it was so cool to see the daughter and the and her dad in the same law school at one moment in time. Now that's what you that now I was able to see it because I thought this was beautiful. Like this is cool. This is philanthropy. And I know the the capacity of this man. And I do believe that he's ready. And we talked about likely the first gift would be about a hundred thousand dollars. His first gift. And um, I'm thinking, okay, well, this will be happy. We'll, we'll follow up after this, you know. Well, right there in front of the dean, he said, This man right here. And she can, and I don't care if it's a true story. Uh, this man's a chihuahua and a good chihuahua. He never stopped. I told him, you know, maybe that, you know, I, he always found a way to get a hold of me. And then we became, and he's a good, he's DePaul. And then he whipped out his check and wrote a hundred thousand dollar check in front of both of us. Wow. And that was, now there's like, now that's when the story's over, right? Like, oh, wow, Greg. No. And then we <laughs> built that steward and then talk about the stewardship. That's still part of my job as a major gift officer. Mm-hmm. That was when the, the fun really started. And then we started going to Cubs games together. So he's connecting me with other alums. More gifts yeah. are closing. You can trust Sam. He's not a wolf in sheep clothing. He is telling yeah. that to people. I yeah. met a woman with whose husband, and I don't know if I, you know, I, I still talk to her. Her name is Donna. She wrote a book. Uh, she's in her seventies, I think. God, I hope I got that right. <laughs> so talk to her. She's in Arizona too. And her husband died in the World Trade Center on 9-11. Whew, talk about, uh, uh, I get chills about that meeting. You know, I think sometimes you want to hear like the cool celebrity meetings and, you know, and I've done those. I've been, I met with big celebrities at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and Cancer Society. I had a, a big career, you know, with some really big, uh, places very, but I was very young early on. So I didn't realize yeah. how good I might've had it then. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's really what it's about. And Donna, you know, we built a friendship almost like a grandmother and a grandson. I was helping yeah. her live, you know, when I would, I had to pick her up to take her to breakfast because she didn't have a car and she wasn't able to drive. So yeah. I would pick her up and I don't know if that, and I think a lot of people will do that. I think that's not yeah. normal before Uber and stuff. But that's what you do. And that takes a lot of time and effort, but it never, that was always the intangibles that I can't put in, in um, a job in my little report, because it's going to look like Sam moved uh, deliveries. And then he got invited to a, a funeral because Donna's best friend died and she, Sam was invited to it. I'm going, I've been invited. I, you know, I've been invited to baptisms. I've been invited to weddings. I've been invited to Cubs games, Phoenix Suns games. We sat courtside, me and my boy Rob, and he's still up. I mean, your friends. He's on LinkedIn right now. He's so proud of me. And that's when I say these major gift prospects. Here's something that you don't always hear, and this is something that I'm really nervous because this is kind of something that I'm saying. 
your major get prospects are going to appreciate your hustle and your ability to connect with them because most likely if you're an estate giving, plan giving, which I've done, or a major gift, whatever, if you're successful, you did that. Right. And they remember, especially if you're a young, yeah, yeah. passionate, you play that, you know, that was my superpower. I can't help that I was 29. Yeah. But they believe, and I was able to sense where this relationship was, but they always respected me. And I think that's the intangible. Here's one of the biggest stories, and this is the story that I hope I say correctly, and I'm going to give it to you one more story really quick. Yeah, I know yeah. This is probably the most boldest thing I've ever done in my career in 13 years. Yeah. So this is like breaking news. I was a reporter, so let's pretend that yeah. this is breaking news. So I was having a really, really, really hard time getting a hold of a prospect that everyone in the office uh, at this place was obsessed with. <laughs> And of course, it's in my prospect pool. So why aren't you calling? Of course, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm doing everything. Superhero, you, you're getting to know me. I'm going, doing everything. I know what I'm you, First of all, don't ever tell a fundraiser that if you don't know their style, that they're not trying everything. You know, sit down and ask, how are you doing that? That's a good leader. So anyway, I'm getting barked at. You know, I'm hearing whispers. So finally, I do some more Google research, even more. I'm a reporter, remember? So I'm calling some friends and trying to be like, you know, this guy's, you know, we're trying to get, you know, so I just saw something and I read, I saw this article and how do I say this? In this article was um, a story on his son becoming a daughter, like no joke. I read the story. I called him up again, the final time I was going to be, and then I would disqualify him, not disqualify. I put him in a pool where we don't disqualify. If I don't hear back they're later, not now. And then yeah. a year later, maybe someone else will have to pick him up, unfortunately, and then have to do. So I leave a message and I said, hey, this is Sam Provenzano. I know I've called you the last three years. <laughs> and no, that's what I said, three years, two years, whatever it was. And I said, I just wanted to just, you know, let you know that as a member of what I love, this community, um, thank you for what you did for your, uh, your child. I think you're setting a really good example. No need to call me back. Uh, just wanted to say thank you from one man to another. And a couple of weeks go by and suddenly, and these are the stories that you don't you read about in books and you're like, that guy's lying. But I never really told the story out loud because again, I can't say these things because some people don't want to hear it because yeah. God forbid you bring up anything that they don't agree in. Then you get this, you know, you don't want politics. That's, we know where that goes. So he called me back. He thanked me. We met in California. Um, you know, I won't say it was a major gift in terms of their, uh, you know, that's another thing that annoys me, a major gift. But I will say yeah. it was over $25,000, a first gift after yeah. that first meeting. Now, I didn't ask him for money that first meeting. That first meeting was, tell me how your story. Obviously, we got, you know, and then he told me about his son and his wife and what they've been through. And I told him about, I took a chance. <laughs> I knew yeah. my audience. I knew my audience. And I took a chance and said something about my personal life. And that immediately said that Sam was real to him because I asked him. I still talk to him. And he's going to be on my podcast that I'm going to, not mine, but not Um, But uh, those are the people. And uh, that happened. And yeah, 25,000, 30,000 or something again. But, you know, I still talk with these people. They're still in my life. And, and, and I will. And this is going to not. This is the importance of the major gift officer that um, some villains don't want to admit. When a major gift officer does leave an organization, 
Um, a good major gift officer never takes them with. We don't do that. I've seen that right. happen millions of times. Millions of times. I think it's horrible because it's not about me. It's about the donor. And trust me, there's, and we all, especially as we're younger, right? Maybe I got mad at, you know, when I left St. Jude, you know, I didn't, you know, I missed it, but I didn't get a raise there 20 years ago, whatever it was. No, St. Jude does good things. It's not about me. I was 22 yeah. years old. <laughs> yeah. So what about any, uh, do you have any stories that are either f- funniest thing that's happened or worst thing that's happened on a visit? You know, I've always had, you know, that's a question I can be so, oh God, it feels so good to be honest. About these. <laughs> not that you're not honest in an interview, but you have to be so careful. We all have been on interviews. You can't say some things. You just don't. It's not appropriate. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think what my biggest mistake was like, or biggest crazy thing that happened. I have been in a completely different city before to get a meeting. And I was, you know, this person was, I worked really hard to get a meeting with this very high worth, you know, on paper. And that's another thing. Capacity, you guys, means nothing. And fundraisers, you'll learn capacity on paper means nothing. It's the stories and the impact that means something, which will, which will obviously, you know, it's a domino effect. Um, but I would say I've done that and they were so mad. I thought I was like going to get fired. Um, you know, and I didn't, oh. they were cool with it. Right. But Wait, I, so are you, are you saying you, you asked for way too much money? Is that what you're saying? Oh no, I got lost. I was in a different city completely. I said, Hey, let's oh. set up a meeting. And I have literally <laughs> Sam Provenzano was sitting at Starbucks waiting for them. They're at Starbucks and we're all looking around at each other trying to find out where Sam is. And Sam at this moment is obviously flustered because he can't find his way. Now imagine me four or five years ago with a lot of coffee. That's what I said to the guy because there was no, he called me, he was getting flustered, I was getting flustered. And then by the time we ended it, we ended up getting together another time and we were laughing about it. So and there's the human aspect of just being human. Sometimes you don't have to make up a story just to to say, oh my gosh, I picked the wrong city. Let me let me ask you this. I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind us back to back to Greg. It relates to this, it relates kind of to managers and working with other people on your team. Okay. Uh so Greg, you mentioned that you had brought him to the school with his daughter and then yeah. you kind of you left him with the dean it sounds I did. Like. and uh what, what i want to talk about is what what came to my mind when you said that was that you sometimes i trusted uh, the dean i did trust the dean for the yes. and we so did tr- talk before yes yeah so you trusted him but sometimes as development professionals we don't want to do what might be best for the benefactor because we want to take all the credit for ourselves. Yes. And I was one of those people maybe eight years ago. Yeah. Eight years ago. I think I flipped, you know, but I think it happens a lot, but keep going. Yeah. So, so tell me about, you know, how, so obviously it seems like you uh, set up that meeting with the Dean because it would be beneficial to, to Greg. Are there other times in your career where you've brought in other people, people, either a board member, someone from the organization and how that impacted a visit. You know what? There's the, you know, you got to elect, if you want to close the biggest gifts, you better get used to collaborating with your teammates. And I'm talking annual giving. I'm talking every single person in that development team. So there's a really big thing. And I've been around a lot of development teams and I talk to a lot of development people because that's what I love to do. And that is crucial. It's so crucial for a multitude of reasons. The first for the donor, because you're also showing them, hey, you know, I want to keep, I'm proud of this donor. Like 
this is someone I want to show off because that's what they're feeling as well. Like they're nervous to meet the Dean and the Dean might be excited or nervous to meet them, you know, and then there's me in the middle. I'm building the philanthropic bridge between the donor and the institution. It's my job yeah. to build that philanthropic bridge. And I got that from Jim Langley because yeah. Jim Langley and I met a long time ago and I said, what is it that I do? I can't say it. I can't say what I bring to philanthropy. It's just, I'm not just this kind soul. There's strategy behind it. Tell me how I'm viewing philanthropy, Jim, because I'm confused. And maybe this isn't the industry for me. And he took a meeting with me like four years ago or something like that. And we've been in touch ever since. And he he laid it all out there. And it's part of my mission statement. It's who I am. I build bridges. And if you know Sam, Sam doesn't do manual labor well, but I build philanthropic bridges. And when you can bridge you're, you got to also build a bridge in your organization. If you're a leader or if you're a fundraiser or a gift officer, I don't care what level, no one wants to work with the lone wolf. Okay. Especially now, uh, if you're leading into an interview with, I did this thing, I did this thing, I did this thing. I'm coaching a couple of fundraisers right now. And I say that I said, I, I agree that you did this work, but I also want you to make sure that you say you collaborated. Cause I guarantee you, you didn't do that work alone. And if you did, then you have a lot of explaining to do because that's not what I'm looking for. And people think that's what they want to see. Me, 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 me. That's gone. If I would have done me, 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 me on my post, find me a job, find me a job. No, I was helping people with strategies. I was helping people close gifts. I did a development plan. I've closed, I've talked to 80 people as a board member and closed gifts on Zoom and I'm making no money doing it. So I've been doing this the entire time. So I knew when I did find another job, at least I would be involved in the trends that's awesome, Sam. Any funny stories you can think of from your career? So I brought one of my favorite priests. <laughs> we are going there. Okay, I'm going to try to. Okay. So he is still alive. Father Bill, I think he's like 90, 88. Yeah. So Father Bill has been with DePaul University probably longer than I'm alive. Uh, he's yeah. a Vincentian, a Vincentian priest. Uh, we're like this, by the way. They're my references and all this stuff. And it's really fun. And uh, so he's going on a meeting with me because he's one of the prospects is another priest. So you have Sam. Oh, my God. How did I forget this story? I've never. You have Sam going to dinner in Arizona with two priests. Now, I'm maybe a month and a half into this job. And I am Catholic. I am all about God. God has gotten me this far. And he's gotten us both connected here. You know what I mean? So here I am, and I'm like calling my parents. What the hell do I do? I have to go to dinner with these <laughs> priests, with Father Bill, and I forgot this other father. And I'm like, what am I going to do here? This is going to be the, the dinner from hell with priests. <laughs> and I tell this to Father Bill. I tell, And I'm funny, too, by the way. I'm very funny. Uh, and I'm still trying to find out how to be funny on podcasts so I can still sell business. Because God forbid, if you're funny, you can't be a businessman or know what you're talking about, right? But I don't care. I think I, I'm, I'm doing okay. Anyway, so all of a sudden, I see that I'm they're already at the table. I'm coming out there and they're like, Hey, Sam, you want some scotch? Uh, Father Bill is like a very father figure to a lot of people, but he, you know, he's my, he's my Facebook friend. You know, he, he believes in me uh, and he's just like a grandfather figure. And they were just you're like, Yeah, Sam, we drink. We can do that. You can let your hair down here with Sam. And I didn't have a lot of hair then either. And, you know, but I was able to just say, oh, that was a great lesson in so many different ways. But it was funny as heck. And and if that's if that I mean, you can't you can't rehearse a story like that. Okay, so was this 
So was this when you were at DePaul? Is yeah, that- DePaul University. So I can say that because, okay. you know, the biggest Catholic university in the country, yeah, but yeah. very Vincentian. And Vincentians, by the way, uh, which I didn't know, Vincentians are really about the underdog and always supporting them. And I really have, I've been a DePaul fan for 25 years. And, you know, my business is really about that too. Do you recall if, if that uh, the priest gave a gift? You know, the priest had already, what it was, was he had really good capacity on paper, but he had made a gift of like, $20,000 in honor of someone else. And it was one of those yeah, gifts that, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Where can people find you, Sam? I think it's obvious. We've mentioned it once or twice, but they can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Sam Provenzano. I'll go right on to my experience. Look at my resume. And this is what I want you to do viewers. Okay. Listeners. I, I think I said viewers a couple of times. Um, so I want you to look me up on LinkedIn. Okay. Sam Provenzano. I want you to vet me out on LinkedIn, which is probably the most credible platform, I think, in in our careers. Right? I want you to vet me out. I want you to look at my real testimonials. And then I want you to hire me as for this, whatever it is that we're going to do with this, you know, whatever it is, whatever package you see right now is just one. And then I want to share my superpowers with you. And then I want to watch you soar like storm like the storm X-Men. That's all I want. And if you follow those rules, but if you, you know, but Hey, if you can't afford it, let's talk. I'll work a payment plan a monthly, you know, $25 for a week. And you really want it. You want this and you really don't have the money. You call me. I'll get you seen and heard, but please don't take advantage of me. You know, like, you know, that's, I don't think anyone is. This is why I created this universe. This is why we're connected, but just hang on there with me. Buckle up. Kevin, you're on this ride with me. All your listeners are on this ride. I see you. I thank you. I'm humbled by everything, Kevin, that you've been able to bring to the table and just giving me this platform. And I will always pay it forward. And, uh, you know, I'm just proud of you and I'm proud of what we're doing together. And this is just the beginning. Definitely, Sam. Thank you so much for a great episode and for being on One Visit Away. Look forward to talking to you soon. That was Sam Provenzano with Next Gen Fundraisers. If you found this episode valuable, please subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Seriously, you. I'm talking to you. Several of you I've been on the phone with. You've told me you're loving the show. And you've told me, you told me like, oh man, I really need to leave you a rating and review. Please go do that right now. It helps out tremendously, and it'll really help the show grow. If you really found the show helpful, also, please share it with other development professionals. If you'd like to stay up to date on the show, you can like One Visit Away on Facebook or connect with me, Kevin Fitzpatrick, on LinkedIn. I hope Sam's words have inspired you to schedule more visits. After all, you're just one visit away from a first-time gift of $100,000 for your organization.